Hello fellow colleagues, um, this is Jada here. This is my third attempt at trying to make some kind of video that um, explains my project in order to get you all's collaborative um, feedback. And so far it has not been successful. So I'm gonna try to just really get to the point in this and hopefully I'll be able to post this as a podcast link and you'll be able to hear it. Um, I don't know how to record it so I can have visuals and all that fancy stuff, unfortunately. So it's going to be just podcast style. Um, and um, okay, so um, I, over the past semester, have, after learning about collective teacher efficacy and working in the schools, I really liked the idea of that and I wanted to learn more about it. So I've um, devoted some more research time to learning about CTE, researching peer-reviewed literature, implementing some of it, you know, my not implementing CTE, but um, like differentiated instruction, things that kind of come along with, um, you know, how to kind of go about different CTE type of interventions for students. I've started doing those as well. But so this project that I um, have here that I've posted on Canvas, and I hopefully should be able to see, it's my research poster that I did for my research class in Pueblo. Um, it was inspired um, by Stephanie Sudoka. Um, she is, I might be pronouncing her name incorrectly, but she's an assistant principal. I think she has a doctorate. Um, so she's in an education field. Um, and I listened to a podcast of hers a little while ago and, and it just kind of inspired this. So in, in her school, what she did was she didn't want to just do, you know, a traditional PowerPoint presentation or anything like that. She wanted to really get her teachers involved in their community. So she asked them to go out and interact with agencies that their students and families of the school interact with, and, you know, um, on a typical basis. So using that inspiration, I want to do something similar like that here in Aurora as well. Um, and so um, that's kind of the whole idea behind this project. So there are two learning targets, two learning objectives, learning outcomes, whatever we want to call them. So the first one is for you all as the colleagues. So the purpose of this video um, is at the end, by the end of this, you should be able to, no, sorry, by the end of this, you should better understand CTE, which we all know what it is. Um, I have it here on my actual poster because the I did this, like I said, for my other program and they're not teachers, they're social workers, they weren't really aware of what CTE is. So I went into the background of that, talked about some of the overpowering facts about it. So, um, but regardless, understanding the facts of CTE, um, the power, the potential behind that philosophy, and um, better understanding my my training objective and to the degree that you'll be able to provide applicable feedback, suggestions, um, or collaborative comments um for the purpose of the training experience so that's kind of you all's learning goal quote-unquote um and my the purpose of this class um but I'm also going to talk about the learning goal for the project as well so I'm sorry for the um training so for this training for this learning experience training whatever you want to call it um by the end of that staff so the teachers educational staff should have a higher degree of cultural competence um meaning that they should better understand how what affects their students lives how their students identify um what do they have to you know what do they typically interact with on a base on a typical basis so they have a better degree um, of cultural competence and they should better embrace the philosophy of collective teacher efficacy 
Um, and this would be measured through a pair sample t-test, in which they would be given one beginning and then after the learning experience, and through the continued practice of providing culturally relevant content and curriculum and a differentiated means of instruction. So once teachers, you know, educators, you know, really realize that students are different, they come from different families, they have different abilities, limitations, needs, all of that, I think that it should just naturally, they should adjust their curriculum and their delivery and, you know, the requirements for students to best, you know, meet their individualized needs. So that would be, I would like for this training not to just be a one day only kind of thing. I would like for this to be measured throughout the school year. Like I said, I would give them a post test to compare with the T-test, but I would like to kind of talk to parents um, to kind of ask, hey, you know, have you had a better experience with you know teachers this school year knowing that it's because you know if it were maybe because of that training I would kind of want to gauge that but regardless asking teachers to submit lesson plans that you know kind of highlight where their you know their cultural awareness is in that area um kind of highlights how they differentiated how they adjusted their means of instruction whatever that might be to kind of really just see are they actually putting these things into practice so that would be the learning goal for the actual training so um if you would like to follow along i one of my videos i had this you know my um research poster attached to it and then it just didn't go right so i don't know but if you i have i'll have it linked on canvas and if you want to go to it to follow along i'm going to mainly be in the intervention section so just as a quick reminder for us looking at the background section of this so the whole idea of CTE basically is that um, it, re- it refers to the collective self-perception that teachers in a given school make an educational difference to their students over and above the educational impact of their homes and communities. So that's saying they have the power, teachers have the power to overpower every factor basically that influences student achievement. And I say basically because most of them are included. So that's SES, social economic status, personal motivation, parental involvement, school resources, um, students' motivation, their concentration, their persistence, students' engagement, a lot of different factors that you know really embracing CTE and practicing that can overpower um and this is not you know my opinion that comes from our textbook um the Noho textbook um that we have for class but also like I said I you know researched I have nine peer-reviewed literature articles and then I the tenth article that I use is our textbook but in all of those you know they all are they all talk about the power of CTE and the factors that it can overpower um and of course there are you know illnesses and things like that that are uncontrollable and that are not typical it's not saying that CTE can, you know, erase someone, a student losing a loved one, and that kind of just be what overpowers. No, no, it's realistic. It's talking about typically what students encounter, what they experience, the barriers that they have against them. CTE has the power to overpower the traditional um, factors. Okay, so that's what CTE is. That's the importance of it. Just have that quick reminder for us. Um, So now into what the actual project, the actual learning experience would be. So under the intervention section of my research poster, um, phase one is called um, perspective obtained. I know it's kind of, you know, silly or whatever. But basically, this is my preparation phase when I'm going to be getting permission and collaborating with... um, staff and parents and agencies and all of that to really I would like to so basically in this period of time that in this stage in phase one I would be 
understanding what needs to be addressed at the actual training experience. So if I'm doing home visits and if I'm interviewing parents and students, if I know that, you know, hey, you know, it takes so and so X amount of time because I have to take the bus, I have to take three buses, that I know that, you know, that's something that I need to have addressed in the training. Um, if, you know, they have to every day after they leave school go, you know, to pick up a sibling from a daycare i would like for that teacher to have to visit that daycare things like that that i would need i would like to know during this period of time that way i can prepare to have those be the agencies i collaborate with reach out to kind of let them know about this um, training and hopefully get the collaboration and being able to really put it on so that's more of the preparation phase Phase two is called, phase two would be the actual learning opportunity, the actual training that would occur would be in phase two. So depending on what's found during phase one, participants would begin by collectively attending a brief session that introduces cultural competence and CTE. I shouldn't say introduces. I know everyone professionally knows about these things, but it's more of just a reminder, you know, this is what cultural competence is, this is why it's important, this is what CTE is, why that's important, and this is what you're going to be doing today. Essentially, um, kind of going over the, the activities and the the purpose of that learning, that training. Um, they'd also, during this kind of conference-style time, be given a pamphlet. And in that pamphlet, it would have their perceived life that you would either outline their real or hypothetical self. So if it's a real student, it would... I probably still wouldn't do people's actual names just for confidentiality, but it would have an actual student at that school's life kind of outlined in that pamphlet. If it's not a you know an actual student, it would have a, you know, just a hypothetical scenario um, that hopefully would still kind of incorporate things that actual students do experience and demographics and all of that kind of stuff so they get a pamphlet that kind of has who they are and what they are going to be asked to be interacting with throughout the training experience um and so in if you guys can see and under the intervention section i have um that i would like to in the pamphlet to have the student's home location or area area so this would of course come with you know consent and understanding and all that kind of stuff and if so I want your feedback on this because I think it could be really cool and can really enhance the conversation and the competence acquired. But also I can see it could be problematic and, you know, kind of difficult to actually do and liability and all that kind of stuff. But let's say parents, you know, and staff agreed to going to students' actual homes. Even if they couldn't go inside their house, I think it may be cool for them to just go to their, their neighborhood, their complex, you know, whatever that might be to kind of just see this is where students live. Um, I have, there's a lot of students that have the living mobile homes in the schools that I've been working at recently. And, um, I think I personally didn't know that before working at these schools that, um, that's a lot of the students home. And I'm not saying that anything's wrong with that. You know, I actually, I actually, when I graduated college, I wanted to get a mobile home and, and you know, and live that, the tiny life. I think it's really beneficial in a lot of sense, but I think it's also, it's just good to know. It's good to know. I'm not comparing or saying one's better than another apartment, better than that home, whatever, you know, wherever someone lives, it's a home and it's not really the building that makes the home or the family. But I do think it's important or it could be important or beneficial to see um, students, their, their living environments um, for professionals who serve them in ways that affect their their development in their lives. It's good for them to do that. So I would like for students to go to actual, for teachers to go to actual students' homes or neighborhoods. So what do you all think about that? So again, part of our learning goal, um, as you as my colleagues, is to be able to understand this training that I want to put on to the degree that you can provide um, applicable feedback or suggestions or comments. So that's one of the questions that I would really like to be addressed is if you all think that, um, asking students or asking teachers to go to students actual homes or communities 
would be beneficial or, you know, give me any suggestions for how I can go about doing that in a way that, um, you know, compliance with laws and, you know, just it's, it's, it's a beneficial rather than a burden or a hardship for other people. So that's one of that, um, one of those components of phase two. So after they engage with the different organizations, so think about this. So I would like to also in this, um, when they actually are going through the different agencies and attending them and interacting with them, I don't want them to just go to, you know, King Supers. I would like for them to actually, you know, try to buy something or with the amount of money that they're given or whatever that might mean, you know. And so I would like for the actual agencies to have collaboration with this, you know, not just in somewhere that they just walk into a traditional, typical experience, but that way, you know, staff at those places are aware this is what's going on. They can kind of talk to them, give them information about their agency, about the organization, you know, or whatever that might be. So I would like it to be more collaborative. Um, I would also like for the teachers to have to kind of in some way get that part of their pamphlet signed off. So it should, okay, they actually did go here, um, you know, for accountability for the training purposes, but also I would like for that to kind of be included in the rewards that are given at the end of the day. So transitioning into the end of the day, after the actual like learning experience, they go out and interact with the different agencies and communities. They would come back um, for phase three. Um, that's called um, Revealed Reflection, I named it. And basically, they would just reflect on their experience, addressing the variables they encountered. Um, more of a conference-style open discussion Um and then they, I would ask them to develop their plan of action. So the specific ways in which their um, collective efficacy can overpower the variables that they know that their students go through. So now knowing that so-and-so has to do X, Y, Z when he gets home or comes to school tired or whatever, I might plan for five minutes of a, you know, uh, jumping jack warm up time to really get all the students' heart rates, you know, up there and get all their minds working that way. So and so isn't singled out that he's tired. You know, things. I, it's more of like understanding what they've learned about the students that they teach and interact with on a daily basis. How will they change? You know, their practice with it with those students or just in general. So that would be part of phase three. Um, I do in my project and my poster have um, it's called scenario stimulation. I'm not gonna even try to do that. That's just cross that out. Um, I had an idea in mind that that would be kind of cool, but also thinking it might be kind of corny. So for the purpose of this this um, you know lesson that I'm doing right now for you all or whatever we're calling it specifically, um, the idea that I had with scenario stimulation was that they teachers would come back to the school. And almost like like little skits we put on to where, you know, parents or volunteers or, you know, the drama department at the high school, whatever, would put on like different scenarios that students might encounter. So they get home and they walk into a parent yelling and, you know, mad about they didn't do their chores, whatever that might be, you know, to kind of really just represent traditional experiences but to the large group if they maybe didn't get a student that encountered that kind of situation so that was my idea with the scenario simulation I think that could be cool if it was executed really really well but otherwise it might be kind of corny or kind of weird or take away from the actual like richness of the the day that they've experienced prior to that so that's why I think I would not do that but give me your feedback if you think I should do something like scenario simulation or just kind of take that out and just do more of the reflection which is what I'm kind of leaning towards right now um, okay, so I'm at 15 minutes. Um, I don't really want to have to go over 20. Um, thank you all for listening to this. But basically, um, feedback on the actual training in and of itself. Um, 
so I don't know if I talked about it in the research questions for this poster, but just real quick. So the research questions under that section are, do teachers who have a higher degree of cultural competence better embrace the philosophy of CTE? That's what I'm trying to answer that would be, you know, better answered or compared through the, the paired T sample test. Um, and then does the professional learning experience increase the teacher's cultural competence, resulting in the continued practice of providing the culturally accurate content and the different instruction? So um, does it make a long term impact? So do you think that so my learning, um, sorry, my research questions, other research questions, my training, do you think that my the training kind of would geared towards being able to answer those research questions should I add anything into it take anything out of it um any suggestions any kind of agencies that you're like hey I don't know who your students are or this might be a really good agency to have teachers attend whatever that might you know mean please give me that feedback again um your learning outcome for listening to this podcast is are you able to better understand um the importance of CTE but more still understand um the project that I like to put on to the degree that you're able to provide applicable feedback, suggestions, or collaborative comments. Um, so if you are able to give me feedback and comments about the actual training, then I think that, that learning target is met. But if not, I understand. Um, please, you know, still give me any feedback you want. It doesn't have to be super applicable. It can even just be like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool, whatever. Um, or no, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Whatever you might want to do or say would be great. Um, thanks for listening to this. I hope that you all learned something or, you know, have something for me to learn from you. And I look forward to talking to you all next weekend. All right. Bye.